Hello and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Good morning, Toastmasters and guests. This is Don Griffith, your podcast host. Today, I have the pleasure of visiting with Lauren Riley. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Don. Lauren, you are a Toastmaster, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Tell me about your club. What's the name of your club? Old Town Toastmasters. Uh I've heard of Old Town. From Scottsdale, right? Yes. Tell me about how you found out about Toastmasters. I first found out about Toastmasters about three years ago from a friend in San Diego. But then after I moved here to Arizona, I thought, hey, I'm writing, I'm doing other things. It's time to learn how to speak in public. I looked up clubs near me online, found a phone number, called. They invited me down, so I went down. So you you sought out Toastmasters here in Arizona, but you first heard about it from your friend in San Diego. Yes, that's correct. For those of you who are listening who, like Lauren, are wondering about how to get into Toastmasters, maybe you've heard about it. I suggest you do what she did. Go to www.toastmasters.org, and on that page you will find a big friendly button that says Find a Club. You can dial in your location, your zip code, preferred day of the week, time of day, and you will find if there's a club near you, and it'll have contact information. And I recommend you go and visit. Lauren, tell us about your first meeting at Old Town Toastmasters. My first meeting was, it seemed average at first, but it felt like a good group. Everybody was very joyful, very happy to be there. What really kicked it off was that there were two guests. I was one of them. Somebody else was another one. When they all took a group picture at the end, I was included in that group picture, which is very interesting. I figured, okay, if they're already including me in the group picture, then... I feel like I've found my home, so why don't I just join up and see how things go? If you don't take a risk, you'll never know, so it's about time. So they included you that very first day, even though you weren't a member yet. They included you in their, in their little group. Yes, and they posted the picture online. Excellent. That's a great idea for clubs out there. Take pictures of everyone, include your guests. Make them feel special. What about the meeting itself? Did you Were you nervous uh, about going in? I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't know what a timer was, what an ah counter was, what all of those things were. So I was just pretty much observing from that point. Yes, there is a fair amount of jargon and special things we do in Toastmasters, but they're all focused on helping the members be better communicators and better leaders. Every one of those little jobs, timer and awe counter, they have a purpose. I also understand that you recently signed up with the District 3 Speakers Bureau. Yes, that is correct. What do you hope to accomplish with the Speakers Bureau? I just want to get my message out there more, and I also want to become a professional speaker. So that's, that's what I'm striving for. Because the more people I can impact, then the better this world's going to be. 
But it's not just about what I want to do. I want to make sure that people know about their power. So that's what I want. I want to facilitate that independence. It took me a while to learn that level of independence. And so I want to take what I know and help other people at the same time. And to do that, you need some Toastmaster skills and in the case of Speakers Bureau, perhaps a little bit extra. Yes, I would say it's more than a little bit. But you can never be perfect. You're always practicing. Even when you're doing it for real, it's still practice nonetheless. I understand there is a process of applying to the Speakers Bureau. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So you have to be at level three in the Pathways program, which is the educational tool. It's just different projects you have to complete. It'll tell you what you have to do for it. And then you go and write however many minutes long speech it is, and you go from there. But you have to be at least level three in a certain path. There's 12 pathways you can choose from. But after you get there, then you can either go on the Speakers Bureau website in your district, fill out the forms, fill out what you're going to talk about, and then you're scheduled for an audition at a meeting at some point. So there's an audition. Yes. How was that for you? It was simpler than I thought it would be. But you have to score a certain percentage in order to get into the Speakers Bureau. You're, you're judged by three people and you have to score 80%. I made it, luckily. I, th- I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was because I tend to speak fast and I know that I... I try to slow down, and I'm trying to do everything at once, look at the camera, use hand gestures. But all of those things combined are very difficult, especially for me, because I'm so used to doing everything in my head all the time. The the reason it's so difficult for me to use my body in conjunction with other things is because I've got CP, and I've never learned how to do that at the same time beforehand. So now I have to learn that and be great at the same time. Okay, remind me what CP is. Yeah, cerebral palsy is a condition where your brain can't function correctly when it comes to physical attributes. So I have a specific form known as spastic diplegia. So it mostly affects the legs, but the arms and eyes are also affected as well. And so when it comes to climbing steps, I can't carry objects and climb steps at the same time. It also affects my balance to a great deal. So I use a walker to get around. I have to hold onto railings to climb steps. And I'm always kind of hunched over a little bit. So when you're walking, so I don't really know how to carry groceries in and hold the conversation at the same time. Or maybe drive and talk at the same time. And even though that seems really really simple, and how does that play into speaking, well, when you've never multitasked in that way before, a lot of those things, those skills come into play when you're trying to give a speech. Because I don't have any body language. People always think, oh, I saw her, and I could tell she was frustrated by just by the way she was sitting. I don't have that body language, so usually I just use my face, my voice, do everything. But guess what? When you're giving a speech, it's a lot more than that. So I have double duty on my plate. But despite all that, 
I'm going for it anyway. I'm going for my dream, and that's that. That's, that's strong. Most of us deal with some of those issues, but not all of them at the same time. So I, I, I'm proud of what you've accomplished already. For instance, you said you speak too fast. Well, right now, your speaking rate is spot on. You're not speaking too fast. And that may, I don't know if that comes from practice in Toastmasters or not, but you are making accomplishments. So there was a, a, uh, an audition and you were accepted. What's next for you in Speakers Bureau? Now that you're in, what, what do you expect and what's expected of you? It's expected that I show up all the time. Not that I have an issue with doing that. But this isn't like a regular club where it's okay to miss meetings because it does. It feels like it doesn't matter because it's like extracurricular. With the Speakers Bureau, you've got to show up on time and make the majority of the meetings because there's trainings in every meeting. They're the ones teaching you how to market yourself. Granted, you don't have to want to become professional, but still they're training you on something. They're training you on this next level going beyond what the club says because it's easy, you know, to get to get accolades by people in the club. Not that the club's bad, but everyone's going to be like, yay, you did it, that was so awesome. But there's a difference between with the Speakers Bureau things because the thing about the Speakers Bureau is that there's professional speakers in the Bureau. They do this for a living. They know what they're talking about versus people in your club. So there's nothing wrong with what the club does, but the Speakers Bureau gives you more of an advanced look and a focus and emphasis towards professional speaking, whether that's your final objective or not. What is your final objective after you've learned these new skills, you've gotten comfortable in the Speakers Bureau and learned all the lessons they have? Where do you want to take it? I want to take it as far as it can go. I want to take it worldwide and it's not just I have a message and that's it, not that I'm arrogant that way, but I, just, I have a unique story that only I can tell. My gentleness comes through the way no one else can. Yes, many people are gentle, but I have a special gentleness to me that can only be brought through me. So with the messages that I come with, I want to impact as many people as possible. And yes, getting paid for what I love to do also helps. When you love what you do and you're being paid for it, then that's a match made in heaven. So you can't lose. Indeed. Tell me a little bit about your message. What is the message that's burning inside of you that you want to share with the world? It's all about finding your inner value. We all get focused on the external value. Oh, how much does this cost? Is this worth this much? Once I achieve X, then I'll be happy. We all know what it's like to climb the mountain to success in some form, some shape, some way. But then you get there, and then you get angry. Oh, I suffered through X, Y, and Z, and this is all it was at the end? Well, see, you're placing the value on external goods when everything, when value stems from the in, inside out, not from the outside in. The thing is, when you chose to do something, did you want to do that thing? Or did you do that thing because you thought you were going to get somewhere else? So as long as you, if you can enjoy your life and enjoy who you are as you move through life in general, then that's what really matters. It doesn't really matter how much money you make. Okay, yes, 
We all have bills to pay. I get that. No lie. But if you don't really like who you are, then you're not going to like life as a whole. It doesn't matter what you have. If you keep putting the value on something else all the time, then eventually you're going to fall flat. You're not going to know who you are anymore. Or maybe you never knew who you were. And if you really want to do something, it doesn't matter how much money is in the bank. You're going to do it. You're going to find a way to do it. You'll find the resources in some form of currency, some way to do it. So who are you? Who do you want to be? And the trick is, you already are that now. You just feel you need the permission for someone else to give you that. Oh, I can't do that now. This person will give it to me. This person will give me the permission to do it. Just do it. What's the worst thing they can tell you? No. Granted, some things they do require certification for, like being a police officer or a teacher, things like that. But if you're going to teach in some way, if you're going to do whatever you want to do, you're going to do it. If you can't do ballet in a class, then do it at home. Look it up on YouTube and start dancing. If you can build a portfolio, somebody out there will take you. And if you have access to the internet, then you have access to help yourself build a portfolio in some way. That's a great message, Lauren. Who do you think needs to hear this message? The people that are down on their luck. Poss- I wouldn't say possibly, but more or less, maybe the people that are homeless. And that might seem counterintuitive because they're thinking about, oh, they need a place to live, they need food to eat. But a lot of these, this whole lesson with inner value stemmed from the from a time when I was hard up. I wouldn't say that I was homeless outright, but I had a stint with homelessness. And that's when I finally learned who I was, that I was the same person with or without all of these things. And once I valued myself more and asked for more, then I got more. Then I got myself out of the situation. So it seems really weird. You're going to sit up on stage and tell homeless people that it's their fault that they're homeless? In a loose sense, yes, but I'm not going to do it in a nice way to where they can feel better about themselves. Because too many people use social media, for example, to complain about things. Okay, some countries out there don't have access to the internet or they have limited to where you can't use Facebook or LinkedIn on a dime. And if you can use it to complain, then you can use it in a productive way. All you have to do is ask for what you want. You don't need to be a special person to get it. Just ask. Yes, you may be told no 300 times, but keep asking. But also take the initiative yourself to get it. What do you have now? You have to use the tools you have now so that better tools can come into your view. Then once those better tools come into view, then you use those to get better tools. What is it? From... A quote from Jeff Goins in his book, Real Artists Don't Starve. Writers use their funds, use the money they earn to continue writing. What is it that you want to do? So the resources I earn from speaking are going to go towards speaking more. Whatever you focus on grows. And that's not just law of attraction mindset work. That's with anything. You have to take action along with feelings, along with the mindset. If you're doing one thing but then you're investing those resources into something else, then you're kind of splitting up your energy, so to speak. 
Take the stuff you earn from one thing and apply it to doing that thing more. What is it that you want to do and keep on doing it? You are a strong person and I appreciate your philosophy. There are a lot of people out there who have challenges and there's, you know, you can make a long list, a thousand different things that might be their challenge. And maybe none of them match up to your particular life situation. But your message goes beyond that. I like that. Now, before we started the recording, you mentioned that you were writing a book. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that project? It's my autobiography, so just my life story. I just have to get back on the horse and really finish the book. I started, gotten about halfway. Now it's just putting the boots on and finishing out the rest of it. Right. Finding all that spare time in a busy life to write that book. And you're writing it yourself? You're not getting a ghostwriter? No, I'm going to write it myself, and then I'll look into editing and publishing options afterward. But... The trick to writing a book is to write first. Don't worry about organization. Write write everything. Then copy, paste, edit the whole thing in whatever chapters you want to put it in. If it has chapters, then do all the, then do the rest of it last. But the first step to writing a book is just that, to write the book. Do you have a proposed title for your book? Not, not as of yet, because I figured, okay... Write the book first, then come up with the details and the titles after, afterwards. Because sometimes you come up with titles and then you write the book and it's like, oh, this book that I just wrote doesn't really match up with this title because it's kind of changed through time. So I write the book first, then come up with a title that, I guess, encapsulates everything. Well, I look forward to hearing about you finishing that book and seeing, seeing it in the stores. Lauren, do you have any advice for new Toastmasters? They're, they maybe are starting out and they're just not quite sure. But what is, you know, I've, I've gone to some meetings. Should I stay? Maybe it's dues renewal period. And, you know, this would be a good time for me to just chuck it. Do you have any advice for folks who might be on the edge of that kind of a decision? Well, the question is, why do you want to leave what do you want to get out of Toastmasters? And the thing is, too, you're not going to be told everything. I wasn't told about the Speakers Bureau. I had to go find it myself. So you have to go beyond the club to see that there's more than just a club in Toastmasters. If you're just hanging out at your own club all the time, you may not know that much. You can Toastmasters is international. You can join. You can go to other club and go to other meetings and see who's who. You can also contact people that are higher up in, in the chain and they'll tell you more information. So you get to know those people and just tell people what you want to do. For example, Karen Hewitt told, told me about the Speaker's Bureau. Nobody in my club level told me about that. I had to go search that out myself. Well, I had the tools, I had the internet, so I emailed some people and they were like, okay, you want this thing? This is how you do it. This is what you do. Well, you're right about that. Going beyond the club is important if you want to take Toastmasters to the next level. For those who are maybe thinking about, well, I've reached a certain level of proficiency or I've reached a certain level of being uh, of confidence in my speaking, 
and I like the environment, well, what's next? So go beyond the club. Reach out. Lauren, would it, would it be okay if we put some contact information on the podcast so that people could reach out to you and ask more about your story and maybe get some advice from you? Sure, no problem. Go, go ahead and give us an email. That would be good for that. Yes, that would be Lauren Rises, L-A-U-R-E-N-R-I-S-E-S at gmail.com. What we will do is put that in the show notes so that anybody who goes to the podcast, they will see a quick summary of the session and your email. I appreciate you being willing to do that. And I hope that people do reach out to you because you have a lot to offer, whether they're new or whether they're veterans. You've got a lot to offer. I appreciate that. Any parting comments before we go? I think we're pretty much at the end of the session. Yes, I mean, you have the power no matter what. It's just, okay, how bad do you want it? And what can you do today to obtain it? Most things you think you need, you really don't need. So reevaluate what's really important. And how can you get that in a small way today? Who can you reach out to right now and ask? Keep asking questions, research, and eventually you'll find your way. The only way you won't is if you decide to give up. And if you give up, you already know the answer. The answer will be no. So you can either take a guaranteed no or maybe a yes. It's either going to be that's all there is. It's either you're almost certain it's going to be a yes, a maybe yes, or a guaranteed no. And it just it takes more than one time to get things right. Yeah, if you don't, oh, I tried it one time. People always say, oh, I tried. Yeah, but the one time is the key phrase. I tried one time and it didn't work out. Okay. How many other times did you try after that? Sometimes it takes 200 times. Sometimes it takes 400 times. Maybe 300 times you ask and it's not enough. Maybe 300 times you try something, it's not enough. I mean, me, I'm still walking better, even though I'm walking the way I walk, despite having CP, I'm still walking better every single day of my life. It's been 35 years. I'm still improving in some way. So just because you're doing something doesn't mean you can't get better. Just because you failed 400 times doesn't mean it can't get better. Great philosophy. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and inviting me into your home to do this recording. Anytime. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. To volunteer to be featured on the podcast or to suggest future topics, write podcast at aztoastmasters.org. That email again is podcast at aztoastmasters.org. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.